good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. This show is typically dedicated to celebrating people of African descent. We showcase amazing people doing compelling things in their communities or beyond in an attempt to broaden the lens through which we appreciate the African narrative. My name is Kondwani Mwase, and today's episode is Plated with James Mitchell. In today's show, I wanted to share my conversation with the aforementioned chef and entrepreneur. James, or Jamie, or Mitch, depending on who's talking, is the owner of a business that's been serving up food to Montrealers for years. Over that time, he's cultivated a brand that includes catering, teaching classes, and conveniently for the times we live in, meal plans. Now, a stark warning, well, not so stark, but a warning nonetheless. Jamie is not of African descent. Not recently, anyways. With that said, there are a few reasons that I was compelled to talk to him. Those reasons give me license to veer away, if only for a minor minute, from the Afrocentric angle of this show. Now first, I've been inspired to take a deeper look at the food space after having a robust conversation about food justice, food systems, and how the marketing of food affects people of marginalized communities. That episode, a previous one, featured Chef Alex Askew and is one that I implore you to have a listen to because it's an important conversation about our relationship with food. You'll find it in my library. The second reason I wanted to talk to Jamie is, quite frankly, that he's a hustler, not too dissimilar from many of my guests. And that characteristic, that hustle bone, if you will, is not by any means a negative one. It is actually a marker of hard work. So when I say hustle, I mean people who are just grinding it. Now he's built something from scratch, which is impressive. He's made a space for himself in a crowded and competitive marketplace. That journey, that DNA, is something that's relevant to people of all colors, all stripes, and all backgrounds. So today, we veer. It's time. Here, in part, is my conversation with Chef James Mitchell. And uh, thanks for coming on 54 Lights, man. I appreciate that. Happy to be here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Been been meaning to talk to you for a while, but um, listen, I know I just said your name, but I, I want to know if there's a if there's a middle name and 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 if there's any other interesting parts to that. So, I'll start where I start with all my guests and and say, can you give me your your full name, 
and 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 your family background. All right. Yeah. Of course. Uh, full name: James Michael Robert Mitchell. Uh, very anglophone name there, eh? Um, yeah. Where did and, all those names come know, from? My 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 father's Scottish background, and then uh, born in Newfoundland. So I've got the the Newfie blood in me for sure. Okay. And uh, on my mom's side, uh, Ukrainian. Very yeah. cool. That's a very cool mix. And all of those different names, are they from like grandfathers, cousins, uncles? or More, more biblical, I think, than anything else, my, my names. You know, uh, my father was, uh, I, I think prior to having children, was definitely contemplating a life of being a priest possibly you know wow okay and, uh, so i think that again sister christina andrew you know they were all uh i think very much uh biblical names more than anything else you know very cool very um, cool yeah, yeah i didn't know, i didn't know that but it's a it's a good thing yeah. he he went the other way because otherwise we wouldn't have got a chance to know you man so uh, exactly um, yeah. yeah there would be no chef james mitchell <laughs> no nah, not at all not at all um hey uh i i love names and i love going going to those things so i'll go to the, i'll go to the business in a second but i've known you as jamie everybody i think that is in your closer circle goes by Jamie. Where did Jamie come from versus like Jimmy since James, James is a, or Jim? Good, good question. Again, you know, to tell you the truth, I feel like a lot of, a lot of our, a lot of our friends still call me Mitch. And there's even like that bunch of people that actually might've thought through high school that my name was Mitch. Right. And not, and not Jamie even to that matter. So, you know, go figure. But I, I you know, Jamie just came from, I don't know, I guess my parents, you know, like it just, Jamie was the shorter version of James, I guess. I don't like, you know, and that's where, that's where it, it just stuck with that, you know, but I think, you know, again, Jimmy, James, you know, uh, Jamie are the, are the definitely the different, uh, different ones for yeah, that, you know, say, you know? That's, a, that's really interesting. And it's kind of funny. And I only thought of it now. You're, you're the man with, with, with no last names, like every one of your names, they're, they're all first names, or they could be right, like at the exactly. end of the day, because Mitchell, as you exactly. say, Mitch, Mitch kind of works as a first name. Um, I feel like I feel like I met somebody not too long ago that had was a friend of a friend of a friend back in the day. And he actually turned to me and said, Hey, Mitch, you know, and started having a conversation with me. And I like at the end of it all, I was like, I don't think he, I think he thinks my name is actually Mitch, you know, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's very cool. Very cool, man. Um, if, if I could transition for a second or, you know, for a, for a longer than a second, but to the business, first of all, tell me what went into naming your business. What made you choose that as the name? Yeah. You know, uh, you know what it, I, I, you know, house of chef James Mitchell is the name of our business. You know, I think there was something about, a, personally for me, there was this aspect of pride of having my name up on a, up on a billboard, up on a wall. Um, I think it makes me work harder every single day because of the fact that my name is on that wall. And I, it, you know, it, it's different if your name isn't on that, you know, like that maybe there isn't as much pride in it i guess maybe yeah. I, I love that explanation that's that's really good it, it 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 is your signature it's your brand fully and you got to protect your name right so it makes you makes you invest more into it very yeah. very cool but but it is a space 
um, it, it, is, it is a space of heavy investment. There is not one person that I know who is a chef that doesn't work a ton of long hours, really, really hard, on your feet all day. Like it's a bit of a grinding profession. My, my question on that is, what led you to the kitchen? And when you were in there, was it what you expected? My family, like my father and mother always wanted to keep a, a, a farmhouse in Ontario. And so on that farmhouse, I remember when they finally sold that property, it had like 10 tree houses on the property. I was always like, I was outdoorsy. I was always good with my hands. And it kind of like when, when, when I started off, I, I went off to Dawson. I did two years at Dawson and it just, there was something about sitting down that didn't, it didn't work for me. I was always, I, I wanted to be on my feet. I wanted to be using my hands. And then I, I tried a, another profession of travel and tourism, go figure. I don't know where that came into to the play of things, but went to a travel and tourism school for about two years. And then after that, it still wasn't, it wasn't what I was searching for. And then, you know, I remember as a child going to like my, my grandparents on my mother's side. And, you know, like I tell everybody that like Sundays, there was a Sunday brunch every single Sunday. We would drive out. They had their place in Ontario as well. And we would always go there as children. And, you know, walking into my grandmother's place and smelling the flavors and the scents of like dill and, you know, uh, just, you know, all these like, like comfort food flavors and smells that I, there was something always about that that brought warmth to me. And, and you know, after deciding that, you know what, I'm going to take a leap into Culinary Institute, go to a culinary school for a year. And after that, once, once I started my first job, and it was just a part-time job during the summer, I, I fell in love with it, you know, and it, there was something about the, the aspect of, of the, the rush of it, the, the, you know, the making people happy from, from, from something that you produce with your own hands, you know, and it was, I, I don't know, like there's, there's nothing better than that. I find, you know, and uh, yeah, that's, exactly. uh, that, that's really interesting. Sorry to cut you off there, but I, you, you're yeah. making me think of It's another question I was going to ask you about it. Um, and it's about that passion. It's about that fulfillment. So um, are you more fulfilled by the reaction of people um, when they eat your food or are you is like what what's the what's the motivator is it like is it being in the kitchen is it bringing those flavors out is it kind of um, you know making that uh, that comfort food come to life or is it hey when people when 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 you sit down afterwards and you watch people just mowing down your food yeah, you know, personally, I, I, there's nothing like we, we do a lot of different stuff, right? So we do from weekly meals, we put a menu out every single week uh, to fine dining chef tables. So we do fine dining chef tables in our shop. So there's a lot of different aspects of our business, right? Even color, like we, we've got a, a cooking school for kids as well. Um, you know, we, we, we do a ton of corporate meals and stuff like that. So there's a very different range of stuff that we do in the culinary industry. For me, they're like, again, working in, in restaurants and hotels for 20 years before we started this business, uh, me and my wife, obviously, that there was um, personally, they're, they're, they're like, 
in the food industry, it was all about that, you know, getting that compliment from somebody saying, wow, that meal that I had tonight was extraordinary. I've never had something like that before in my life, you know, and that to me is the biggest you know, compliment anybody could give you, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And I'm sure you've heard that a lot from your different clients. One of the things that I thought was really interesting when you started out your business or when I first understood about your business was that you were doing these, these meals for, for people who were going to work and, and kind of like, I think that was a healthy option for them. So yeah. How did that, how did your business evolve, right? Because like you said, you're doing all these, yeah. these different things. So can you just tell the audience and myself actually, like where did it start and, and sort of where, how has it grown? I, I had a restaurant job for about nine years. Uh, it was a steady job. It was, you know, late nights. It was a lot of hours. Um, I was running the, sh the kitchen there. It was a fairly well-known big restaurant in the West Island of, of Montreal. And I, I was like recently married. We were starting a family. We just had, just had our daughter. She was probably about six months old at the time. And my wife, Dana, she was like, you know, she was, she was like, I, I I'm, I, I want you to have your own business. And I, originally it was like, I, we were going to get into the restaurant industry and open our own restaurant. But then, realizing that the hours that we were going to have to to do to get this restaurant to where it needed to be and the hours that that we like that I already worked in the restaurant industry they were you know 60 70 hours a week you know working every day if I had to work every day if I worked five days I worked five days but if there were big parties that were happening on Saturdays and or on Sundays and Mondays we were there working you know mm. and it just kind of, you know, we, we said to ourselves, let's, let's start something else. And so we, I said, you know what, I'm going to take a, a smaller position in a smaller restaurant. So I took a small time, a uh, smaller position, less hours and gave me the flexibility of opening up the company on Sundays and Mondays where we were doing this weekly meal. Right. And the weekly <laughs> meal, you know, per se, it's a healthy meal because we're offering, you know, vegetables, we're offering potatoes, we're offering rices, we're offering fish dish, chicken dish, pork dish, vegetarian dish. And we started this from our own home. So what, what had happened was I took a smaller position working about uh, going from working a job that was about 70 to 80 hours a week to about 30 to 35 hours a week and doing on the weekends this weekly meal. So, but I was working seven days a week, seven days a week for about seven to eight months. And then finally the business got large enough that I was able to walk away from the kitchen mm -hmm. for good, never, never to step foot into a restaurant again to work. Mm -hmm. And five months after that, we built up the clientele base enough to be able to, to, to open up our shop. So what we were doing was we were working from home. I was working from home on the Sundays and Mondays doing these prepared meals, but then it got to the point where people were asking me for caterings. People were asking me for, <laughs> for, for fine dining in their yeah. houses. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is great. You know, like the one thing that I was always missing when we started the company was the rush of the restaurant industry. There was something right. about that buzz of the restaurant that, you know, would bring me back any day of the week. If somebody said, you want to come in? Like I had, I had a friend who opened up a pizzeria place 
And he was like, come in the back and help me out a little bit. And like, I was like, I hadn't worked in a restaurant in probably like a year at that point. And I was like, but I love that buzz of getting into the back. And it was just helping a guy make some pizzas. And, you know, it was oh, like, I, I loved it, you know, and like, it wasn't for any pay. It was just to get my feet wet and just wow. go in there and have a good time doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, so, get your, dip your toe back in that crazy water, exactly, man. Exactly. You know, yeah. and I, I, I would like, if somebody offered me, hey, by the way, would you come and like, uh, you know, work in the kitchen today for a couple hours i would be more than you know like there's something about that feeling that will never will never leave you kind of thing you know so so from that we we you know uh like i said after after uh i I left the restaurant industry after seven months completely and then five months after that we were able to uh rent a locale and put in uh uh you know a large sum of money to build my own open kitchen concept with dining room so that I can people can actually come in and have dinners there and it's upon reservation only and they come in and the the place is theirs for the evening and they 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 eat the food that's being cooked right in front of them by the chef you know and it's quite a fun experience right so when people come in that's the experience is that it's really it's an intimate setting right at your your place exactly 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 yeah and Um, they they love it you know they get to speak with me all night long and we, we have a wonderful time. They bring their own wine and they bring their own booze. And uh, yeah, they love it. They love it, love it. So Fantastic. Um, yeah. You've got a couple of different things that you do now that, like you said, you do the, the, the cooking uh, classes for kids and stuff like that. What, what inspired that? That was all my wife's, my wife's doing. You know, she, she wanted to give the kids something that was not only a cooking class, but a, a life class, you know, that, you know, you know, and she's phenomenal at that. Her and my sous chef, Sarah, they, they take care of the whole, that whole culinary, uh, that whole culinary uh, aspect. I, I will be doing guest appearances from time to time, but it's, it's actually my wife and Sarah that take care of that class together. And, you know, it's a, it's a growing class and the, the kids, they, they move up in levels and, you know, to even become apprentices to me if they want, you know, oh, that's, that's awesome. the joy of that, you know, is that there's a huge growth of, you know, it's kind of, I want to say it's very much like karate where they're giving out different colored chef jackets as the kids grow on and, 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 and continue through the, through the courses, you know, and stuff. So, and those are, those are 10 week courses and they're, uh, you know, uh, usually a spring and, uh, and a, uh, and this, and a fall course, right. Or the two, the two courses, spring and fall. So. It would be wrong of me to, to not ask this question just because of the time that we're living in. How, how has COVID impacted your business and how, how have you been innovative in trying to get, um, around it? You know, we, we, we were, we were fortunate because we were already in the business of the weekly meals, right? Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. it was one of those things that because people didn't want to go out to the grocery stores, they didn't want to, you know, uh, step foot into these places that it was the one aspect of our business that took off. It went through the roof. We went from 35 families a week to about 60 families a week (laughs) overnight when, when it hit. But we lost all the all the weddings, all the big ticket items that we do. You know, we lost the festivals. We we do we we always do the Saint Jean Baptiste festival. We try and find a place to do a Canada Day festival. We try and find, 
you know, we used to have the O'Gallup Festival in uh, St. Lazar as well. I mean, that, again, what didn't have anything to do with COVID or anything, but those festivals are big ticket items, you know, where you can go in and you can make a good chunk of change in just, you know, two or three days of, of work. And, uh, you know, so we, that the, like, uh, all our corporates were all shut down as well. Right. All our, all our corporates that we, you know, you, you know, they're, they, they, you know, they're, they're companies that, that in a year's time, you, you know, it's a, you know, uh, $10,000 worth of, worth of, uh, meals for these corporate companies. We, we lost that all, but fortunately I have to say, because the weekly meals, you know, our, our families just, they, they, they came alive and they were all looking for, for that, for that, you know, meal that they could have ready in the, in the oven and feel safe that we were, we were doing our part in wearing our masks at work, washing our hands religiously, you know, and, and keeping it very, very, you know, we, we are lucky that we are a small business too. We're not large scale. So I have, you know, two employees with me that are, that are working in the kitchen two days a week and we come in and we, we make sure that everything is very much sanitary and, and very, uh, and super safe before for our customers you know and uh, yeah no, and that's and that's much appreciated and i can imagine that's a uh, it's good that your business was so um sort of like uh you had you had your hands in a couple of different pots and yeah. you know pardon the pun and um and it, it it's it's helped you listen i've got two more questions for you and we're a, a little bit short on time but one of the questions is you know, you've built a really successful business and I, I, I have such profound respect for somebody who's been able to, 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 to do that in any, in any space, but certainly the food industry, which is a tough one. What, what's the one b- bit of advice that you think you would give to um, other young aspiring um, chefs? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I was taught at a young age, hard work, hard work will always pay off. And, you know, for myself, it's always been about, you know, working hard at it. And, you know, if, if you're willing to, to work hard at it, and if you're willing to give uh, a certain amount, allocate a certain amount of hours every single week to this profession, uh, it will pay off, you know, and um, needless to say, there was a lot of late nights, there still are a lot of late nights where, <laughs> I'm I'm calling my wife and I'm saying, man, I really wish I was at home with you guys right now, you know, getting, getting the kids into bed and missing them a lot. But you know, that's the, that's the one thing about this profession is that your hours are a lot different than, than the, the normal nine to fivers, you know, if you're willing to, to prepare yourself for that and you're willing to work hard, I mean, it, there's, I, I feel like that in any profession, like if it's the restaurants or if it's any profession, if you want to succeed in it, you have to give your, your, uh, you know, give your, give your life to it in, in certain aspects, you know, and give yourself to that profession and yeah, love what I, you do. I think, you know what, I think that's great advice. And I think you're right. It, I think that transcends outside of the, the food industry. It's really, if you're passionate about something, you know, you got to commit to it. You got to love it. You got to, you got to uh, uh, sink your teeth into it. I got to stop with the puns about food. But anyways, last question for you, man. And this is, this is one I have to ask anybody who's in the kitchen. And that is, what's your favorite dish? 
that's gonna that's gonna kill a lot of people when they hear me come out with a Big Mac trio and, and a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, imagine after 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 my chef's tables, I, I serve people filet mignon. I serve them rack of lamb wrapped in prosciutto. I serve them smoked duck breasts. I I serve them, and all I can think about at the end of it all is driving to my local McDonald's oh, and grabbing no. a Big Mac trio and a cheeseburger before I leave. You know, but. I, I, you know, my, my wife, Mediterranean, I love Mediterranean foods. I love, you know, the, you know, grilled fish. I love, you know, you name it, you know, I, I you're a food I, lover in general, know, huh? In general. I love, I love food. I could, oh, that's you know, great. you name it. You name that's it. great. You can, you kind of, you kind of dodged the, uh, the answer or you, or you gave me your, you gave me your guilty pleasure, which is fine. I, I like to, I like to know that you're good, <laughs> at least that you're human. So your guilty pleasure is the, is the golden arches. That's funny. <laughs> Knowing that you cook such amazing stuff. That's funny. Listen, I'm, I'm really pleased uh, that you, you took some time out to talk to, to myself and obviously the audience. I wanted to ask, um, how do people find you if they want to reach out to you, whether it's for a meal plan or for a class when, when COVID is obviously in a better place? Um, how, how do they reach out to you? Uh, via website, www.chefjamesmitchell.com. Uh, that's awesome thank you jamie mitch james um i want to thank you for coming on the show uh the show is typically focuses on people of african descent but every once in a while we feel that it's really important to showcase just people in the community regardless of color creed and background who are doing amazing things and who are helping the community and thriving and doing really really well and that's why you're on this show i am uh, i'm a huge fan and thank you for for coming on the show man pleasure it's good to see you so there you have it the conversation continues Part of our show was recorded and produced at Simplified Studios, the soundstage and auditory office of Speech Simplified. Music for this episode was composed, played, and enjoyed, with permission, by Andy Ninval and Joachim Nordbert. I'd like to take a second to thank James Mitchell, Chef James Mitchell, for taking time away from his business, his family, and friends. Thank you, Jamie, for opening up your kitchen to this great audience. If you like what you've heard, there's more. Our upcoming roster of shows will include more food-focused content with some of the finest up-and-coming chefs on the great continent. Specifically, We'll speak with Chef Pulani about her March Towards Pinkies, a food truck that'll be delivering great meals to patrons in cities around Zimbabwe. Aside from our indulgence with the delectable delights, we've also got a spirited conversation with author Stafford Atz that's not to be missed. Mark that one down. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any of these inspiring and upcoming episodes. You'll find us wherever you do your listening. That's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many, 
many more. And of course, if you enjoy some social sprinkled in with your experience, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram under our handle, Crowd54. Wherever you find us, make sure you listen, like, and share. I'm your host, Kandwani Mwase. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening.